Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied streaming services like Disney Plus, Netflix, I almost said the wrong thing, uh, Amazon Prime, etc., etc. Uh, I'm your host, Grave Deeds, and with noise is Maya Don Fisher. Um, before I ask her how our week's been, just at the top of the show, uh, we record this remotely, California, Virginia. Um, we rely on internet, and apparently Xfinity wanted to fuck us today. So if it sounds like one of us has a small like lag or hiccup, that's what's going on. Just to, just to keep that in mind. Um, but anyway, so Maya, how, how have you been this week? Uh, a little more stressed than usual, but I mean, my week's not been bad. Um, you know, things are, things are going okay for the most part, just a little stress, you know, end of the year holidays coming up, you know, it's just like, fuck Thanksgiving's two weeks from fucking today. You know, I've not seen anybody in my family face to face in over two fucking years now. Um, it's probably not going to change in two weeks time. Uh, you know, and just stressed about holiday budget and things like that. You know, the vet, the unexpected emergency vet bills last month put a hurting on us and our cushion that we had, um, is gone. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out that other than that, things are good. I want to, I won second place in a in my very first miniature painting competition that I entered um, with a beholder, uh, and Misty has gone to drop off my entry for this uh, for another painting competition for this month. Uh, I entered a frost giant, and if you follow me on Instagram or social media. Uh, you can check pictures of these things out because I post them and, you know, it's cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, other than that, got some new, got a new bookcase and then st- uh, built it and put it in the hallway. I'm doing some rearranging of my collection. Uh, and, you know, got some new things, I had to make room for new things and, it's funny, you know, it's a, it's a bookcase, you know, it's, it's two feet wide, it's a foot deep and it's two, two and a half feet tall. So it's not big, you know, it's a small two to three shelf bookcase and I've got two shelves in it and I've got dioramas in it or one in progress and one completed. But anyway, uh, I was talking on the phone with my mother She's like, what are you doing? I said, I just got done building a bookcase. She's like, another one? Because, you know, I have like seven in my room. And then I have one in the kitchen. And I have one in the living room. And I said, yeah, but this one's just a half-size one. It's not the six-foot tall one. It's only like two and a half feet tall. She's like, well, where'd you put it? In the hallway. No, you can't put it in the hallway. I was like, well, I did. And that's where it is. I was like, I don't see what the problem is. You don't put things in the hallway. I was like. Uh, people put shit in hallways all the fucking time, you know, little side tables, bookcases. That's where things go like that in fucking hallways, because it's just, Hmm, where can I put things? Oh, this, Oh, that's sticking out a whole foot. It protrudes a whole foot from the wall. Whatever will I do in a four foot wide hallway? I can't go the fuck around. I mean, really think about your dumb shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, just, uh, doing shit like that, 
hanging out. Um, we did get to play some D and D two sessions this week. Yeah, yeah, we got to play both of our D and D sessions this week. Uh, made tremendous progress on both. Um, I think the parties leveled up in both campaigns too. Yep, I gotta, I gotta go through Balfour. I still haven't done Balfour's leveling up yet. I gotta do that. And uh, fucking um, Gary's was easy. Oh, fuck yeah, man! I'm looking forward to being able to. Uh, finish both of these because the one campaign we're getting close to the same spot that it was when it blew up in our original playthrough yeah uh, and the other one will finish on the next session um, should finish on the next session so question so i don't stop the entire flow for absolutely fucking nothing like i did this session can that turn undead and then destroy undead work on vampires it depends on the vampire because like lower vampires sure higher vampires not so much gotcha okay Alrighty. i was all excited about using that fucking move too <laughs> yeah that's what sucked is because they weren't yeah that, that, that did suck for you i'm sorry i hated the shit on your parade right. there it's all right. I mean, even because here's the thing: is is the turn undead would have still fucked them over, fucked those things over. Um, had it been my turn at the top of the fucking round, yeah. Uh, but instead, I used my action, didn't have a bonus action because all of my second level spell slots are gone, and yeah. <laughs> instead of being able to, um, like I could have used radiant flame, or not radiant flame, but. Uh, yeah, no, 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 Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame, yeah, the cantrip, which would have been yeah, fine. Does, but I, which does I, radiant damage, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It was just kind of, I was like, well, now I know. But that was fun. That fucking everyone else destroyed the shit out of him before I even got, like, a second turn, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Andy was gung-ho. He's like, oh, we're fighting some undead. Oh, yes. You know, him being a paladin and <laughs> his, his divine well, that's what I was trying to Mark, I was like, I was like <laughs> was it was it Mark that understood? No, it was it was Marge that understood Dorvish. So that's how, yeah, because his character knew what the trap door said. Yeah, and then um, like I got all excited, Andy got all excited. Mark's like, "Uh oh, remember to open." I was like, "Don't worry, <laughs> don't you worry, pretty little head. You're two <laughs> holy people on your fucking team." Yeah, um, yeah, but fun. uh. No, it was a lot of fun. I was glad that we got to play because it had been two weeks since we... Well, we missed our last Monday session because that was the day after that we had to put Barbatos to rest. And, you know, uh, we didn't play that Tuesday either. So, you know, it was really like the, the first time we had... The week before, we just played the one session. But we made a lot of progress last week and made a hell well, of a was, lot of progress this was, week. It was Andy was in, Andy was at Disneyland, and that was the had, week before. Yeah, that's what I'm he saying. Was, it was two weeks since we had played. Yeah, and then, um, and now this upcoming Tuesday, we are not going to play either. Well, let's see for one shot. Yeah, I might do something. It depends on what's going on. I'm trying to put something together. I've got an idea for something fun. Um, uh, 
I don't know if I can get it put together in time because it. Well, I mean, if stuff you can, that's going on. If you can, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. Uh, it'd just be me, you, Andy, and Zach. And I know that uh, if if you don't, Andy and I will probably probably play Overwatch or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It ain't it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Yeah. But Mark's getting but, married, so. Yeah, congrats to him. He's all excited about it too. Oh yeah, you can tell. and that and that's great. You know, I, I I love to see that. It was funny because he was going on about something, and he's like, he said something about you know, the excitement going on. I was like, yeah, you ever been to a wedding? Ooh, how exciting! You know, just joking around like that. <laughs> I fucking but, uh, I can't. I like I kind of hate weddings. Like, um, dude, I think they're the fucking worst. You know, it's like Misty and I have been together 17 fucking years. Guess how many times we've discussed getting married? One. And it's just like, I brought it up. I was like, what do you think about getting married? She's like, it's kind of an outdated tradition. I was like, yeah, I don't see any benefits of it. I'm not going anywhere. She's like, I'm not either. So that's our thoughts on fucking marriage. <laughs> but yet if somebody asks, yeah, we're fucking married, but not legally. You know. Common law. Oh, that doesn't even apply in the state of Virginia. Well, yeah. Oh, that that was yeah. Um, Technically, in the state of Virginia, we're cohabitating and breaking the law uh, because cohabitation is still illegal in Virginia, which is fucking stupid. Did not know that. Speaking of yeah. laws, did you? I don't remember what state it was. I think maybe it was Tennessee, Kentucky. It was Kentucky. Um, they recently outdated slavery as a punishment. No, it was like, uh, it was Louisiana. Was it Louisiana? Okay, I thought it was. It was Louisiana because my friend Dakota lives in Louisiana, and he's like, "Well, he made a comment about it. He's like, I never thought I'd see this on the ballot before. I'd see, you know, something that hadn't been done away with 160 plus years ago." Yeah. Uh, but yeah pretty sure it was louisiana um so i have a funny story to tell you in our audience yeah yeah tell us tell us about your week so my week went uneventful for the most part it was the same shit over again however on sunday i'm at work and for those that don't know i work in a u-haul supply so I think I might have explained this, but U-Haul has two ways to rent. You go to a supplier who is a private company that has U-Haul trucks on their lot. And for every truck that they rent, they get a percentage of the profit, a lower percentage than U-Haul actually gets. And then there's U-Haul centers and centers are strictly owned and operated by U-Haul. We are a supplier. I don't work for U-Haul. I work for S and J and, uh, we just happen to rent you halls as well. But on top of that, we rent moving supplies, which means ropes, chain, uh, not chains, we don't rent chains, but um, uh, ropes, tie downs, straps, boxes, boxes, tarps, things like that, uh, bubble wrap, um, like the plastic wrap you can put around things to protect them, all sorts yeah. of shit like that. So this guy comes in, I greet him. Uh, he says, uh, you know, I ask how his day has been. He's like, it's been pretty good. You? Yeah, good, blah, blah. You know, typical typical shit like that. And he goes, so I'm looking to get some boxes. And I was like, yeah, we have. And I, I pointed at the display. And he goes, 
can I get five of your medium boxes? I was like, yeah, not a problem. So I put it in the system. You know, I go, hey, it's going to be nine eighty six. I already have the 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 set up for you to pay for them. Let me just go grab the boxes for you real quick. So I get up and go grab the boxes. Come back out. He pays for them. Yada yada. Done and done. Um. Now my boss isn't in at the moment. He's doing something else that is a whole different story that I'm not getting into. Um, but as I've expressed, I do not like my boss. Uh, so whisper racist for one, right? Uh, he he did a thing. This is a slightly side story, but he did a thing the other day that I, I like. I wish I could say something genuinely. I wish I could say like that's not cool. Don't do that. That's fucking bullshit but I can't because of the position I'm in. You know, I've only been there for two months. The fuck am I going to do? Lose my job. I can't afford it. Um, that being said, uh, on Saturday, no, this was, this was Friday on Friday. This, um, so these, these, these women come in and, um, I, I, I process their, their rental. It gets to the end of the rental. And I hate that U-Haul does this, but they, they, um, they put a, they put people on a thing called e-alert. If I haven't explained e-alert, it's basically you might have, or you got in trouble with U-Haul somehow. So you have to now pay or you try to try to clear that e-alert to rent with U-Haul again. And I get to the end of their, their rental thing, and it says, um, it says that uh, they're on the alert. And I go, okay, let's figure this out. And I go call the company to to put them on the alert. And um, uh, I call the I call the company because non normally the way that it works is that you give the paper to the person, they call, try to figure it out, and then come back in if it's clear, mm -hmm. right? In this instance, I gave the thing a call myself to figure out what was going on. I put it on speakerphone. And the woman on the other end said, uh, so it shows that they owe um, they owe $2,000. 2000 plus. And the woman, the woman standing in front of the, like, the two women were like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It turns out that the woman that was renting is tied to her daughter. And her daughter had damaged a U-Haul truck back in 2014 and never was able to pay because they didn't get the insurance. So the damage was about $2,000. Oh. So the woman on the other end said, I can uh, change that and do um, do $900 and then clear it. Uh, the woman's like, I don't have that kind of money. So she leaves, Right. At this time, during this whole thing, Steve went out back because we we've had to been parking U-Hauls in the back because we also have storage units and this whole thing. But um, uh, when when Steve got back in, he noticed that the that the two women that were there and were trying to figure that out, um, the the guy that was driving their car had opened up all four doors and started dumping trash onto the ground in our lot. Oh no! Now, as fucked up as that is. What Steve had said to me later does not justify it. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. 
So they leave. They go outside. They're outside for a little bit, calling the company, and they eventually full-on leave, to which we just canceled their reservation because we could rent that truck. Um, Steve is pissed. Like he's like, "How dare you do that? That's bullshit. That's lazy. That's slav. That's slovenly." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. That's bullshit." Um, he was like half tempted to pull up their contract and charge them more, and I'm like, "Steve, they already owe two thousand. What are you gonna do? Um, charge them an extra twenty five? Ooh, they're not gonna pay it." Um, and a little bit of time goes by. It's just him and I in the office, nobody else, and he just goes. You know, see, those are the type of people that I that I consider to be the N-word. And I'm like, oh hard, god. Hard R. Hard R. And I'm like, I'm like, I just I just I just turn away from him. Like, just turn away from him. Because I again, what am I gonna do? I do not have the option to argue with him. I do not have the option to tell him that he's wrong. It sucks. It you know, it puts me in a tight spot because I hate that fucking word with an undying fucking passion. Oh yeah. And, and, and and to sit there shit like that, I'm like, what what the fuck can I say? What the fuck can I do? So I just turn away and I and I just kind of listen while I'm like, listen, like he's now bitching. Seth rolls around. Something somewhat similar happens. He he says it again. Mm. And I just shake my head like this, right? And he doesn't even recognize it or notice it, but I'm just like, I cannot. I cannot keep working for this guy. Like I have to find something else. Yeah. And this is just an example of the bullshit I have to put up with. So Sunday rolls around and I'm helping this guy and I get the boxes for him. And he says to me, uh, you have excellent customer presence. And I was like, well, thank you. Uh, I've a lot of years in, in customer service. So I have experience with it. And he goes, so here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm. Uh, I work for a, a financial group, and we're always looking for new people. Can you? Can I get your name and number, and I'll give you. Or we'll, we'll set up an appointment. Sure. So I give him my name and number. He texts me a couple hours later, saying, "Hey, we'll set up this, the, the Zoom, the Zoom call." I was like, "Dope. Let's get this going." And. Uh. uh he contacts me Tuesday morning and I already had plans and shit. And he goes, uh, would you, um, are you free today? And I said, I'm not really free today. Can we schedule for tomorrow? He's like, sure. What's your schedule tomorrow? I said, it's open. He goes, how does 10 AM sound? Perfect. Let's do 10 AM. So, uh, um, I get on a call with him and he's like, I want to get to know who you are as a person. I was like, okay. The call goes like the, the conversation is fine for the most part, nothing really to write home about. It's, it's like two people meeting for the first time and talking about their lives a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he goes, here's what we do, Greg, at this company. He goes, we help people save money. We help people figure out how they're going to use their income to save cash when it comes to retirement or for medical stuff. And I was like, that sounds awesome. He's like, um, 
He goes, so what we do, what we, what, what, what the, what you would do, Greg, is that you would be doing this and this. And he's like, he's showing me the math on it and like, what can be done. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. It's, it, it tracks. And he goes, uh, you know, he's asking me questions like, would this be better or this? And I'm just like the higher number anyway. Uh, everything seems fine. Everything seems on the up and up until uh-oh. Uh-huh. He goes, so if you want, we can set up, we can start the application today. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's get it going. He goes, all right. So, and he, he like shows me on his laptop, what he, what we can do. And he gets to the point where he's like, you got to put your uh, social security number in and, and the website looked fine. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, and he goes, we get to the second screen. He goes, all right, to start the application, I just need $125. And I go, you need a hundred. He's like, he's like, sorry, the system needs 125. I was like, mm, don't love that. <laughs> he goes, uh, so the way that it would work is that you'd be your own boss. You'd, you'd have your own, um, uh, fucking pyramid scheme. Sort of not completely because in a pyramid scheme, like the money that you are giving is going to the person that's trying to recruit you, right? Yeah. This was not the case. The money was 100% going to World Financial Group. I could tell that. I could see that. The problem was is it would cost about $500 to even get started with this, and then I could get into training. And the issue that comes from that, A, I don't have the fucking money, and B, like, it would require that I'm able to sell this service to whomever I it's not just um it's not just being an employer or uh, sorry someone who's employed like you would in any other company you have to you basically work on commission without it being called commission mm. yeah so it's it's f first and foremost it's not the job that I want it's not the job I'll even want to try and secondly, it's <coughs> it's um, it's just too goddamn expensive to try to do right now with the income that I have and the income that I are uh, that I'm working with. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I tried to explain that to him too. I tried to tell him like, here, here's here's why it wouldn't work. Like I have this amount of money and I only make this much and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, but you know, if, if you were to, if you were to do this, you'd have more. I was like, I can see that. I can see that I have more income. He goes, uh, you know, like he's shown me how much you could make in a week and how many hours you'd actually be working. And you'd be working like, you know, you'd only be working when you have clients. And I'm just like, it's just, it was just, it was just so bizarre. It was just not something that again, I even want to try to do. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It was just, it was so fucking bizarre. Like it's not what I was expecting, but it makes sense because when I, you know, when I was told that it was a, Oh, pardon me. When I was told that it was this system, if you will, I was, I guess I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting, I don't know. It's weird, dude. Like, I was expecting a job, you know, I was expecting like 
they're looking for people to talk to customers. Great, I can do that. Yeah. Over Zoom, awesome. Even better. But that's not what it was, you know. It was yeah. so much different than that. So but yeah, that was that was my week. And did I waste like did I waste an hour yesterday talking to him on Zoom? Sure. Was it an hour that now I, you know, I learned a thing? Absolutely. And I'm gonna look at it like that. I'm gonna look at it like from this perspective that I don't want that. I don't want that sort of thing. I don't want to have that kind of job. I don't want to have to deal with a of like, cause they were, cause he was like, that's the way that we make our money is if they, and they, they have to save their money with us in order to make money. And I'm like, huh? So you charge them interest is what you'd basically do. Like they're not, it's not a loan company. That's the thing that confuses the shit out of me too. Is so it's then, not a loan company. So, so it's kind of like an investment firm. I'm not even an investment firm. Like I took screenshots on my phone here and um, let's see, where is it? So So it's, hey, it's so it's a trans-American company. It's called World Financial Group. It says, uh, if families go with them, this is our mission, to build and protect wealth of families. Savings, retirement, protection, life benefits. And this is so, how money gets taxed. Yeah, da, da, da. Basically, you deposit money with them. They draw interest on that. And you still have your dividend or what have you. Yeah. Basically, basically, yeah, yeah. But it was like it was it like sounds the, very similar to like um um Jesus. What's one that I went through once? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was years ago. Anyway, well, he, I've tried I've tried things out like that before and it well, I didn't see a benefit to it. Yeah, not I mean, at my income level. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it just wasn't fun. Like you know, one of the things he talked about that I that definitely turned me away was uh, work. You're working for them; they make money off of your service. Like, yeah, but they also pay me. And then on top of that, like I get money taken out of my check for taxes that benefit me, which he was like. Hey, there's you what you you'd have to take the money out yourself and blah blah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like yeah. it was, it was so I don't know. It was so weird. Like he was all excited because he's like, you work for DoorDash, you understand? Like DoorDash is not the same as whatever the fuck this is. But yeah, man, it was it was fucking weird. But you know, fucking, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to do it. He he might contact me next week and. Yeah, you might because that was the thing. He was like, for the non-licensed application, it's going to cost one hundred and sixty-five dollars, and then for the license itself, it's going to be one hundred and fifty, and then for each training regimen, it's going to be about thirty-five dollars. I was like, how many of those? And like, I don't remember how many he said, but I did the math, and it was going to be close to five hundred dollars with everything. So up. probably eight to ten, so another three fifty on top of the one hundred and fifty. So yeah. It's definitely it fucking weird. 
Yeah. Speaking of weird, what are we reviewing today? <laughs> uh, so the first thing we're reviewing is the film that was exclusive to Roko called Weird, the Al Yankovic story, um, which is a parody of biopics. We'll get to that. And episode 10 of Andor. Um, so I guess we can start with Weird. Get that, you know, because it was the first thing we watched. Plus, I want yeah. to end on Andor. <clears throat> so... Um, it's, it's a biographical parody film. Um, basically, um, it's a satire of biopics and loosely based on Weird Al Yankovic's life and career starring Daniel Radcliffe as, yeah, very loose. Looser than my mom. Um, she was a a whore back in the day. Um, (laughs) She don't listen to this fucking podcast. None of my family oh, listen to it like they're fucking going to say something. I know. In the five years we've been doing this show, you know, we interviewed Brian Volquas, you know, uh, creator of the toys that made us and the movies that made us on Netflix and various other uh, things, produ- production of stand-up comedy and on Netflix and things like that through his Nacelle company. Something I'm proud of to this day that we accomplished very early on in the podcast, you know, the interviews with him and they wouldn't even listen to the fucking interviews. I'm like, oh, well, thanks for showing your support. But anyway, uh, loosely adapted on Weird Al Yankovic's life and career starring Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame as Weird Al, along with Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna, Rain Wilson Toby Huss, Arturo Castro, and Julianne Nicholson in supporting roles. This, uh, boy, it was something. Um, so before we go into it too deeply, I found this little tidbit to be amazing. Nine years ago, nine years ago, uh, the guy who wrote and directed this movie did a short for funnierdie.com. He, it was basically it looked like a trailer for a film that was never going to come out. It was borderline identical to the pacing of the film. Yeah. Um, but because what he he always like, he, there was a lot of biopics that had come out, specifically the one about Notorious B.I.G. And uh, um, he always thought it was really weird that all these biopics had the same context of let's tell the story, but fabricate it just enough to make it exciting for a film. Yeah. And he was like, who would be the most ridiculous person to do that with weird Al Yankovic? And it would be funny because it'd be a parody of biopics. Like you, you know, a parody of the parody guy. Um, this is like, that's a brilliant idea. Um, and he never got to make it into a film until very recently here. And um, that's what we watched essentially. Uh, according uh, to the Wikipedia entry, he says that uh, it says the fake trailer for the for a satirical biographical film was produced by him for Funny or Die in 2010. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was so okay. Been twelve years. The ago, fucking one on YouTube says nine years. Yeah. I got you. I was like, the one on YouTube says nine. That's why. That's why I said that. But yeah, twelve years ago. Yeah. Damn. But uh, it was longer than I thought. Yeah. Shit's well, funny. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. I really enjoyed watching this. Um, probably my favorite scene, the scene that probably had me laughing the hardest, 
was the scene with all of the celebrities played by other comedic celebrities at the pool oh, party of Dr. Demento. Yeah, yeah. That Pee Wee Herman and the Tiny Tim and oh god, god. Dude, dude, that was so funny. So did you see who played like each of the celebrities? By the way, that stuff was like a lot of the celebrities were out of their own decade. <laughs> but they're at this party. Fuck, dude. It's so funny. So fucking funny. Um so hold on. I have had a little fun. Let's see. Uh, where was it? You're cutting out. Uh, you were roboting a little bit. Am I good now? Yeah, yeah, you're good now. It was funny because okay. he was at the pool party, and then uh, John Deacon, the bassist from Queen, is there, and he's like, "How about you do a parody of Another One Bites the Dust?" <laughs> and uh, so, so it was funny. Apparently, that was meant to be. Uh, um, Freddie Mercury at first, but Queen was like, nah, please don't use Freddie. Use somebody else. So they gave him permission to use John Deacon. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Every cameo and Weird Al. Okay, here we go. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. Because if you didn't notice... So first off, Diedrich Bader as the as the narrator, that was pretty smart. Yeah, I love Diedrich Bader. God, that dude's yeah. underused. Oh, really? He really is. Uh, I highly recommend people watch Batman: Brave and the Bold. It is it is straight up. It's a cartoon, basically, at the same context and styling of, um, of uh. Fuck is his name? Adam West, Batman. Like that kind of campy, over the top, you know, Batman. Yeah. But in animated form, they're like half an hour segments. Uh, it's so fucking funny. Like I highly recommend watching that show. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's of... here's a a list here. Of I got a cool party scene. Oh, you got it. I'm... Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was reading down. Yeah, I was just. I just stopped at that fucking. Lin Manuel Miranda as the doctor, Thomas Lennon as the accordion salesman, which is actually pulled from the truth. He did get his first accordion from a door-to-door accordion salesman. I wish it was Thomas Lennon actually that was selling. I would fucking buy an accordion from Thomas Lennon if he showed up at my door offering me an accordion. Yeah. I'd be like, "Get the fuck in here, Dangle. Let's play." Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Thomas Lennon's um, a genius. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that scene was fucking hilarious. Um, Scott Ackerman as the, as one of the police officers that brings Al back to his parents after going to that polka party, which was a hilarious fucking scene. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Al Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien was get, Andy Warhol. Yeah, I'm getting to it. Oh. I'm just because it's it's going down every single cameo. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pat Oswalt as the heckler. Michael McKean as the sleazy MC, which was great. Oh, here we go. Okay, Yorma, uh, Yorma from fun, uh, from uh, Lonely Island. You know Andy Samberg's group uh, was Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. So, fun fact about that scene: Al talked about this on one of the talk shows that him and um, what's his name, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, were going to. Yeah, and he explained that 
in that like Yorma wanted to be in the movie really bad, really fucking bad. And who wouldn't? I mean, it's it's it like Jesus Christ, you're saying, hey, so Weird Al's gonna be doing this funny biopic that's not actually a biopic. Do you want to be in it? You say yes. But the budget was really low for this movie, like exceedingly low. Yorma fucking paid for a plane ticket to get to the filming of the movie, then also had brought his own Pee-wee Herman makeup and costume. That's awesome. They said that Yorma probably paid to there just to be there. Then they actually paid him to do the bit. And I'm like, That's I get still, it. It's, yeah, I, 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 get it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Dimitri Martin as Tiny Tim, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akiva Schaefer, who's the other Lonely Island member, as Alice Cooper. Which I missed entirely. I was like, who the fuck is that? I couldn't tell. Um, Paul F. Tompkins as Gallagher. Gotta love Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. You said earlier, Conan O'Brien as Andy Warhol. Which I love you had that little camera. <laughs> yeah. And the dude playing Salvador Dali. Oh my god. Emo Phillips. Emo Phillips. Yeah. Um Phillips was actually in uh uh UHF. Oh, okay. It says here, yeah, da, 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 da. Phillips is a frequent collaborative with Weird Al working on projects like Weird Al's nineteen eighty nine movie UHF and the Weird Al show. Uh, the drag queen Nina West as Divine, which if you don't know Divine, you can look it up. It's up to you. Uh, Jack Black as Wolfman Jack was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Dan Desmalchin. I can never pronounce his name. He played Pokemon Man in... Uh, oh, David Desmalchin. Desmelchian, thank you. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Um, what else was he in recently? He's been in a lot fucking recently, but yeah, he was John Deacon. He was in the Ant-Man films. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, Quinta Brunson, who is currently doing uh, Abbott Elementary. If, you have, if you've watched that show, you know, I have nothing against it, but that's how you'd know her. But she played Oprah Winfrey, which was a fuck. Oh, God damn it! I was that was so. That scene was so good, just because like. Instead of doing the bit of like, oh, they're, uh, like the the um, the celebrity that's being interviewed. Because when they do those scenes, you know, the celebrity will look off into the distance or have a mile, you know, two hundred mile stare, or whatever the fuck it's called, thousand yard and, stare, thousand yard stare. And then it'll do a flashback, right? Yeah. Um, well, the joke here is that they continue to have the thousand yard stare like for too long. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was funny. But anyway, yeah, so she she played Oprah. Uh, let's see. Seth Green is radio DJ. That's it. That's all I got on this list. Yeah, we also had Will Forte uh, playing the other Scotty brother that Weird Al played. Yes, yeah, I, I I went by that real quick because I was like, yeah, Weird Al is the main Scotty brother, and then Will Forte is the other Scotty brother. Which it's funny in that short that we were talking about for Funny or Die, uh, Weird Al played that exact same role. Oh, that's awesome! 
Yeah. Like, I, I recommend, like, if you've watched this movie or you plan on watching this movie, go check out the Funny or Die sketch. Because yeah, Aaron's only like three minutes long, isn't it? Yeah, because it plays like a trailer. Um, Aaron Paul is plays Weird Al. Oh, and he even has. A, there's even a a whole bit in the trailer where bitch. <laughs> well, his one of the funniest bits of this movie is that Weird Al is fucking plastered drunk, and um, he uh, yeah, he's plastered ass drunk, and he runs into his 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 uh, his band, and they're like you're drunk and they tell him to leave and that they, they then leave. And then he's like, I'm the weird one. I'm the weird one. And I fucking love that line. It's hilarious. Um, that's in the fucking trailer from 12 years ago. Nice. Like that. That's what I'm saying is this goddamn trailer. Like he had to have had the script shortly after making this trailer. Cause it is note for note the same. Um, but the other thing I want to point out, Maya, is Dan, Daniel Radcliffe was like, I'm using every acting chop that I have. And by God, he did it. Hey, he's come a long way since that first Harry Potter movie. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, yes, I think he is. A lot of people are going to stereotype him or peg him into being Harry Potter. And that's not, you know, like. It's not fair to an actor. No, no. I mean, yeah, that's the role that made him a worldwide name, but he can do so much more. Uh, what have you ever watched? Horns. Horns. There's a horror movie that he was in. Yes, I haven't watched it, but I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sorry. It was cool. Uh, there's been quite a few movies that he's done that are just really fucking good. Um. Um. The same guys that made Everywhere, Everything, All at Once. So Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Which, again, like, best movie of this year so far. Um, cannot recommend that movie more. Uh, he, that those guys wrote Swiss Army Man, which also starred Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, is that the one where he plays the dead guy? Yeah, I've not gotten to watch that yet, but I want to watch it. I yeah, I need I need to watch it after like, God, I'm telling you right now, like, if if everything everywhere all at once becomes or comes to streaming, like, I'm gonna not nonstop telling people to watch it. I don't I don't like like I I know that I give a lot of shows on this on this uh, thing like an A plus. Because they're good. They deserve an A plus. Like fucking everything everywhere, everything everywhere all at once is is S tier. Like it's above all of that. Yes, yes. It is to me a perfect film. So um that's why and it's the same that made that, that made that made Swiss Army Man. And so I, okay. I need to see Swiss Army Man. But sorry, there was there was a connection there, I promise everybody. I'm not just going on a tangent. But no, like, yeah, Daniel, like he he played the role over the top and, and it was so fucking like he played it let me put it to this way if you've seen tropic thunder and how those actors are over the top and they think very highly of themselves 
That's how Daniel played the role of playing Weird Al. Like, it's it's smart in its fucking parody. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, this this honestly, when it comes to parodies of a biopic, this is right up there with Dewey Cox. Uh, walk hard. I seen Dewey Cox. Oh yes, 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 yes. Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. God damn, that's a great one. Uh, you know, and this was as funny. <clears throat> there are so many goddamn great bits, and and that's the other thing is that I think the whole the other Pablo thing is- Escobar kidnapping Madonna. Oh, <laughs> God, so fucking funny. Um. There was something else that I was going to mention about the movie, but I'm drawing a blank. Because there's so much that happens in it, and it it perfectly parodies biopics, film yeah. biopics. Yeah. Well, I love the the estranged relationship with his dad and the whole, you know. Uh, well, there's a reason why I was so against you playing the accordion, and how he was excommunicated ex, excommunicated from the Amish community from playing the accordion himself when he was young. <laughs> That was so uh, funny. <clears throat> I love the actor that played his dad too. Oh Toby yeah. Huss. Toby Huss is yeah. great. <clears throat> That's the thing, like nobody fucking phoned in a goddamn thing for this very much parody film. And God, I cannot get over the genius idea of a, of an over the top parody film about Weird Al. Like it's it's the, the execution of it is so brilliant. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um, and that's the thing about this movie, too, everybody. It's free on Roku channel. Sure, you get commercials, <laughs> but they're well-timed. Like, it doesn't feel like the commercial came out of nowhere. No, no, they're actually in a scene break, you know, in a transition yeah. from one scene to another. So it doesn't feel disjointed. It just sucks to watch something with commercials, but hey. You know, nobody has to pay for it. You get to watch it at home. But yeah. Um, well, when we get final thoughts in a grade, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it an A plus. I genuinely enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. I think everybody that played the role that they were supposed to play, they did perfectly to parody. A one of my things about parodies. You can't just be like, you can't just change a couple words. You have to change the entire tone of it while keeping the same spirit. And that's essentially what this movie does when it comes to parroting biopics. Um, it's, it's smart in its execution because, uh, um, it doesn't it doesn't allow itself to get serious for a second and as long as you keep up with the joke that it is a parody of of those types of movies you can see why it is brilliant in its execution if you're just going to sit there and be like oh this is stupid because of this or something to that effect you're you're not going to enjoy it as much you're going to kind of think it's a bit too silly or something to that effect but it's it's like it's like weird Al's parodies his songs 
and I've said this from time to time, his parodies are brilliant because he changes almost every single word, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't rely on like the chorus saying a thing and then he, he changing the next line like a lot of these dumb parodies do on YouTube. He changes the whole fucking thing. He just keeps the he keeps the music. And because he keeps the music like um let's take a parody off the top of my head, uh Foil, which is a parody of the song um oh, what the fuck is the name of that parody of the actual song? Uh It is a parody of Royals, by the way. Royals. Yes, thank you. Okay. So, if you take that idea of the parody of Royals, called Foil, the first half of the song is about how to use tinfoil, the proper aspects. The second half of the song is the concept of using tinfoil as a hat to, you know, prevent the government from reading your mind or whatever, right? So what makes that so smart is he's now changed the entire tone of the song. And you don't have the same thing twice. He's not using the same, he's not relying on anything that the original song gave him other than, you know, the sound of it. His best parody, probably a parody that is a parody, like in, in the in the proper term of things, not just changing the words, but full on, like, kind of parodying the thing itself, is um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, or Smells Like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. He's kind of making fun of Nirvana's music stylings and the way that they sing. Yeah, yeah. Cobain was like, oh, it's not going to be about food, is it? And he's like, no, it's going to be how nobody understands what, you, what you're saying. He's like, oh, awesome. We like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I could go on and on about, like, the definition of parody and the concept of what makes a good parody a parody and yada, yada, yada for a long fucking time. But we don't have that kind of time on the podcast, so. I fucking love this movie. I I really do want to watch it again. I think that if you're going into this movie with any kind of concept other than it is to essentially have a good time and kind of make fun of biopics, you're going to have a great time. Does it take the, the, is it, is it very much, does it have any silliness like a weird Al production would have like UHF or the weird Al show? Not so much, but it does have some, it does have some of that silliness that is that is tantamount to what Weird Al is. So go into it with that concept, and you'll have a great fucking time. Yeah, but that's 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 me. What about you, Maya? I'll give it an A. Uh, you know, you you obviously enjoyed it a little more than me. I thought it was funny as hell. Uh, I enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. Um, <clears throat> but clever bits, you know, obviously. Weird Al is known as one of the few musicians slash celebrities out there that hasn't had 
addiction issues and substance abuse issues and alcoholism uh, things like that and of course you know in the biopic parody he of course has those uh issues at some point you know what was it the uh lsd and the guacamole that dr demento fed him that triggered it all yeah that yeah. was oh my god she was so fucking funny it's 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 funny it's 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 absurd and ludicrous and in parts and at the same time you know some of it pulls from the actual truth uh but it's a good time it's a good time it's funny misty even sat and watched it with me and she left her you know she left quite a bit so but yeah uh check it out if you're you know into if you like weird al and why would you not he's awesome he's a national treasure he's a national treasure um but yeah check it out it's fun yeah it's a good time um all right let's go let's move on to episode 10 of andor one way out (laughs) oh man this episode was fucking excellent you know we've seen we've seen Cassian in the prison now for a few episodes. Uh, we saw that at the end of the last episode, uh, they confirmed that the, this this prison doctor uh, basically confirmed to them that there's no escaping the prison system now. That they're going to keep you in the prison system, and anybody that finds that out is executed. So now they're like. We've got a new man coming to replace our old, uh, the, our one uh, guy who passed away. We got to escape now. It's now or never, and there's only one way out. And Cassian has this great line to Kino Loy when he's like, "Why do you care?" And he says to him, "I would rather die standing up to them than die letting them have their way." Yeah, And it gives you that first real glimpse of the character who becomes so dedicated to the rebellion in uh, Rogue One, you know, and that that line was so good that when they're actually using breaking out because they do attempt they do they do stage a breakout a a prison riot because they reveal there's 5000 of us. There's only 12 of them per floor, but there's 5,000 of us. And when basically uh, Cassian defers to Kino, he's like, it's got to come from you. It's got to be you. You're the leader. You are the one that has to give this rousing speech to them. And he uses that and he says, I'd rather stand up. uh, I'd rather die fighting them uh, than to die letting them get their way and it just boom prison break we see cassie and flood the floor uh by breaking a water pipe in the bathroom uh it disables the floor security system so the guards have no power they've lost the ability to control the prisoners and the prisoners you know they're manufacturing these heavy parts so of course now they're 
firing heavy parts at the fucking guards and everything, you know, launching them at them, beating them down, doing whatever they can to overpower and take each floor. And it's just genius. And then it's also fucking very powerful. And then it gets to the end when they make their way out after they've rallied the entire prison and overthrown the guards and the guards are cowering in fear and hiding, you know, just hoping that they don't get killed by these prisoners. You know, this prison's in like a big lake or yeah. it's in a, it's in a large body of water and they get to the top and guys start jumping off and Cassian's looking at Kino Loy and he's like, let's go, let's go. And you see this look on Kino's face and he starts shaking his head. He's like, Oh no. He's like, I can't swim. I can't swim. It was just gut-wrenching because it's like, oh, fuck. Here's this guy who's rallied this prison behind him to get these people who many are wrongly accused, I'm sure, to seek their freedom to rise up. And he's risen as far as he can go. The whole time he knew he wasn't going to make it out. The whole fucking time. Because he's been in that prison for a long fucking time. He's he's in control of an entire group of guys that are working. Yeah. He knew he wasn't getting out. Yeah. But, yeah. Powerful episode. You know, we also see some other stuff. We see some uh, stuff with uh, the ISB. Uh, we actually see uh, one of the ISB, who's named Lonnie, is actually an informant for Luthen and updates him on the ISB activities. And that was a great scene when Lonnie was like, mm-hmm. I want out. And Luthen's like, I'm sorry, but you can't get out. You're not going anywhere. We've got too much invested in you. You're too important to us. He's like, but I've given you this and I've sacrificed this. What have you sacrificed? And just, he's like, what have I sacrificed? For the past 15 years, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've given up on that, and I've given up on love, and I've given up on happiness, and I've given up on this. He says, I've sacrificed everything. And I was just like, oh. I mean, you knew he was going to say, I've sacrificed everything, but the way he it was it was the it monologue up to it, the monologue yeah. to that point was just perfectly delivered from Stellan Skarsgård. Like, yeah, it's like... No offense to you, Maya, but that did it absolutely no justice. No, no, absolutely not. I'm not still in Skarsgård. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool, but I'm not still in Skarsgård cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that you like the 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 script that he was reading and his delivery are so fucking good. Yes, <clears throat> like it's it's genuinely incredible. I think that. You know, everything leading up to this episode is, it was stellar. The entire prison arc of Cassian's Cassian's story is just super fucking intriguing. Um, But it's like you said, you know, it's, it's this like, we have had characters in Cassian's life that sacrificed themselves for Cassian. Mm -hmm. And... uh, the fact that this this show has had two, I'm like, this is unreal. Like, it's the best Star Wars show that we've gotten ever at all. 
And that's a bold statement. And don't get me wrong, The Mandalorian is some great content. But this, this is a whole nother level of emotional buildup, slow burn, intrigue, and payoff. Yep. One thousand percent. I I can't love this show more than I do. I mean, it's I don't think it's physically possible. I mean, you could masturbate to it, and I guess that would be physically possible. An expression of your love for the show. Those are two those are two words you said out loud. Several words that I said out loud. I did. I'm putting it out there universe. I'm putting it out there in the universe. Greg loves this show and or so I didn't much. know that's to not physically what I said. manifest. Not, those are not the to words physically manifest. Nope. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> nope. I was not. Not what Greg I. That's shirt, nope. <laughs> no, ma'am. Oh God. All right. Yeah. If you've not been watching this show, you need to be watching this show. If you've been watching this show. Are you on the same page as us as being this being the best episode so far? I I don't. Here's the thing. It's or, hard or, to say that this or is do the you best say it? Ep- yeah. Because you have two entire stories for Cassian in the show, right? So far, you have. So far, more episodes left. So, um, but you have the the you have the first two episodes. I mean, as I guess technically it's the third story, third Cassian story in this entire show, because you have the first episode, which is um, him just trying to to survive on that planet and then having that entire thing kind of take over. And then you have the. What do you call that? A heist? Uh, Yeah, it was a heist. Yeah. I mean, like you have the heist part and now you've had the, the prison arc. And fuck, it's so good. Like, you give me any day of the week. Um, who played? Who was it? The guy's name that played Kino. Uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. I always forget his name for some reason. Um, you give me Andy Circus and anything, and I know it's going to be good. I know that the performance is going to be good. The quality is going to be good. I just who we? No, the show's fucking fantastic, and. I'm just going to A plus this episode specifically. Um, I know that the prison arc is over, but I'd give the prison arc a fucking A plus. Yeah. It's just, it's just get like every performance is fucking rock solid. Everything that this show has done in terms of a, a, a narrative has been intriguing and captivating and not one episode so far has been boring or dull or, like, it's just so fucking well-structured and put together. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. You know, I also give this episode an A+. plus. It was fucking stellar. Um, stellar yeah, in Starsguard? <laughs> well, I mean, it's so stellar. It's a Stellan episode. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. This show's great, and the people aren't checking it out. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I know there are people out there that dislike Rogue One uh, 
for whatever stupid reasons they have. This is like, it feels like the buildup of the rebellion and the buildup to Rogue One, you know, is where this is going. And, you know, the second season starts filming next month. Um, no, this month, in two weeks. Second season starts filming on the 21st of this month, 11 days from now. Uh, you know, I'm excited uh, to see more of this show and where it goes. You know, I know we're not going to get K2SO this season, but hopefully in season two, we'll be getting some K2SO action. Uh, yeah, because the guy that the guy that um, escaped with him, like the one that's with him running on the sand, mm-hmm. he is in Rogue One. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I didn't either until Twitter told me. I was oh. Like, oh. Well, I've got to go back and check that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this... Uh, little things like that, little, little Easter eggs like that I appreciate and love. Um, so yeah, people check it out. It's great. Not enough people are checking it out and people need to be checking it out because it is fabulous. But yeah, that's all I got. What about the thing about star Wars? The thing about star Wars to me is that you have to, you, you have to understand that there is a massive universe of stories to be told and different ways to tell them. To sit there and say that Star Wars has to be one way is so ridiculous to me. I genuinely hope. They they said that, oh, what the fuck is that director's name? He's known for horror movies. And he's apparently signed to be a director on a Star Wars film. I want a horror Star Wars film. That would be great. I want a scary movie that takes place in the Star Wars universe. The that fact that we haven't great. the fact that we haven't had one is mind-blowing. Did you ever play the Republic Commando video game? If I'm not mistaken, I did. Which one is Republic Commando? Um, so it is it is three stories. It's like three, it's just, it's just three levels in the whole game, but they're long. Um, but you control a squad of, of four um clone troopers that are higher level, if you will. Um, one's a demolition expert, one's a sharpshooter, you know, so on and so forth. And you control as the commander. You can you are able to, to to give them commands and tell them positions to be in. The first level takes takes place on Geonosis, right at the beginning of the Clone Wars. Uh, I war, don't think I did war. play it then. I don't think I did play it. I played. It's, it's a first person shooter, so I played something else. Uh, wasn't Republic Commando? Something else that came out a few years. Prior to that, maybe? Uh, I genuinely don't know. I don't remember. What, what kind What kind of game was it? Uh, it was similar it was style. It was a similar style genre. I just don't remember. It's like... It was a first person that, Yeah. Huh. I don't remember what it was. It may have been Republic Commando, but I didn't play much of it because you know, I'm, I'm trash at shooters. I know I played I played uh, Overwatch with you. Um, but yeah, and that's why I'm not playing anymore. I'm not good enough to play with you guys. I deleted it. I'm just not. I can't uh, get to the level. I, mean, um, I can't. I can't get to the level of play where I'm good enough to where I won't be frustrating you guys because you guys have been playing for so many years. 
And I would just rather you guys have fun without my baggage carrying ass. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say this much: when we play with you, we get the people of the same level as you. So then we're suddenly look fucking amazing, and we're not even that good. Like we're maybe mid tier silver, and and the lowest you can go is bronze. So so um, still. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring up Republic Commando at, at, over at, at all is because, like I said, the first level takes place on Geonosis, and that that last level takes place on Kashyyyk. Um, and the first level's fine. You're taking out a lot of Geonosians and a lot of clone or a lot of uh, uh, droids. It is what it is. Like you imagine, you know, a, a, a group of highly skilled clone troopers taking out Geonosians and, and, and droids, and you got yourself Republic Commandos first level. The second level, however, is that your squad is told that something is wrong with this Republic fleet or Republic ship. So you have to go on board. It turns into a fucking horror game. There aren't as many villain or bad guys to shoot and fight, but when there are, you don't know where the fuck they're coming from. Everything's super dark. Um, it turns into a straight up fucking alien style horror game. It really oh, that's does. awesome. It was fucking dope. And then the last level that takes place on Kashyyyk, um, it's not really. It doesn't. It doesn't get spooky. <laughs> Until you're being hunted down by uh, uh, General Grievous. Oh, and cool. You and you have no fucking clue where he is. The first two times that we saw General Grievous were terrifying before episode three. Terrifying before episode three. Because the first time I ever saw him, it was in the uh, Gennady Tarakovsky's... Um, uh, the Clone Star Wars, Wars shorts. shorts, yeah, that you said you didn't like, but there was the one with all the Jedi. art style. But yeah, I remember that was cool. It made General Grievous look fucking ominous and terrifying, right? Yeah, it did. And then, and then we had General or Republic Commando, which made him look ominous and ter terrifying. We watched episode episode two, episode. And then three? we saw episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and he's got fucking COPD. That's right, yeah, because it was right before Order sixty six. Yeah, he's got, and and what and he dies so fucking quick. Like that scene was was just not that fucking cool for Grievous. No, it was cool as shit for Obi Wan Kenobi, but it was not that cool for Grievous. Um, but so uh, uncivilized. But my point about Republic Commando is that you can do horror in Star Wars. Let's do it. Let's get her done. Fuck me, Disney, please. Anyway, next week, everybody. Um. <laughs> uh, we're going to be watching episode 11 of Andor obviously not only do we love Star Wars but this show is fucking phenomenal uh, but we're also going to be uh, watching The Midnight Club on Netflix uh, we, we talked about how we didn't really have the time because of everything else you know coming out and that's um, so yeah we're going to watch Midnight Club and give that a little little review next week uh, should be a good time that's the Mike Flanagan show for everyone, anyone curious he did uh, Midnight Mass uh, and the hauntings of both Hill House and Bly Manor. The mm -hmm. guy is fucking great. Oh um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's what we're watching. Watch those. Join us next week. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social medias. Uh, that's what we'll let you know if we add anything. I doubt it because there's really nothing coming out unless something surprises us. Um, and all those will be down below the video or the link wherever you're watching. Uh, 
check out the Teespring store. You know, fall is upon us. Uh, winter's around the corner. If you're looking for a sweatshirt or a sweater, they have them over there and uh, get our little logo on them. Somebody goes, hey, what's that about? And you're like, well, it's just podcast edition too. Bah, 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 bah. Um, and if you do buy one, uh, take a picture and, give, and we'll give you a little shout out on the show. We'll, we'll retweet it or repost it on Instagram or whatever. We love seeing you guys in our in, in the gear with it. And and keep in mind all the all the proceeds go right into the podcast. Uh if you want to watch today's live video of the podcast, you can head over to our YouTube channel. That's where you'll be able to see that. That's also um we did our uh, anniversary episode not too long ago, and that was that was a lot of fun. It's up there as well. Uh but yeah, check out our YouTube channel. Um let's see. Uh, also on our social medias is when we'll post if we ever do a, a Jackbox stream again. We weren't able to yesterday as of recording this. We weren't able to Wednesday because I got busy with a lot of stuff. Kind of what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But um, I just had a lot on my plate and I just had, didn't have time to really do it. So, uh, yeah, we'll let you know on our social medias when we come around to doing Jackbox streams again. But they're super fucking fun. If you haven't been to one, the, like I, I highly recommend it. Hopefully, eventually, I can do them Saturdays. But working, you know, being away from the house for like almost 10 hours on Saturdays and then coming home, I just don't have the energy. So yeah, it's a bit tough, but Saturdays would be ideal. Um, but yeah, we'll let you know. Uh, that's it for my notes. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It's also linked to my Instagram and my Twitter accounts. And who knows how much longer I'll be using Twitter. Fuck you, Elon Musk, you piece of troglodyte shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that motherfucker can go right to fucking all the way off. He can just fuck oh, off. He's, he's a terrible, horrible fucking person. Yeah. We're not absolutely. leaving we're not leaving Twitter yet. <laughs> no, no, but it's still free, but it's still free. But well, yeah, how long? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so public profile link to Instagram and Twitter accounts. If you want to follow me on those, it's your one stop shop for you to do so to see what all I'm up to. Uh, that's me. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, social medias under Chub Rock Geek, uh, pretty much anywhere that you can think to find me. Uh, I've been uploading my gameplay clips from, you know, whatever I'm playing on uh, uh, on, on, on the Twitter. Um, I need to re-download those and put them on my Instagram, but, you know, laziness. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Um, I am going to be seeing Wakanda Forever today. So I'm thinking about doing a quickie review and uploading that to the YouTube channel. So if that's something you guys want to see, follow us on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, it's going to be Andor next week, Andor episode 11, the penultimate episode to season one and Midnight Club. Midnight Club. By Mike Flanagan on Netflix. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys being here. We really do. Always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.